Welcome to the Spiritual Scientist Podcast, where we journey through science and spirituality, modern and ancient practices, and make connections between the mind, body, and soul for optimal health and well-being. I'm your host, Sarah Fieschi, nutritionist, research scientist, energy healer, lifestyle coach, and mother of three. I am truly humbled you are joining me on this magical journey of bridging the gap between science and spirituality. Hello, Stacey, and welcome to the Spiritual Scientist podcast. Hi, Sarah. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited for today. Oh, you're very welcome. And I'm so excited to talk all things crystal science and crystal rituals with you today. But first, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, the work that you do and the beautiful business that you run? Well, um, I actually have a background in graphic design and I started working in the crystal in, uh, in the jewellery industry. And that sort of re-sparked my love of minerals and rocks and I guess gemology. And so I went back and I studied to become a gemologist about 10 years ago. And it's just been a massive um, shift in my career and in my, just my whole life really, since I started studying, it just sort of clicked for me. So um, I obviously am obsessed with crystals and the earth science and crystallography element of it is really what drives me. But the wellness and mindfulness aspect of working with crystals and bringing them into rituals has been a really um, supportive part of my own journey in life. And it's, um, it's been sort of life-changing for me. So now I've got a beautiful business, Aluna, with my mum, who's an aromatherapist. And we've pretty much brought our two passions together to create a, just a beautiful brand with amazing products. And our goal is just to educate and empower people so that they can use our products to be the best version of themselves, which we're always striving to do. Oh, how beautiful. I love your background. Graphic design, then got into jewellery design, then, yes. you know, sort of reignited that love with uh, gems and crystals, went back to study gemolly, gemology, which is yeah. sounds pretty fancy, but it sounds so wonderful. <laughs> and then you've created this really beautiful business that's based around gems and crystals, and mm -hmm. as well as aromatherapy coupled with your yeah. mum. How beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, That's so we, we work really well together. And um, I mean, you know, when it comes to rituals, having the different sensory elements come into play, like your sense of smell, is a really, really powerful tool. So crystals, rituals, aromatherapy, it's just this amazing experience when you blend them all together. So yeah, we, we, we love what we do. And it's so nice when you're working in the space that you're truly passionate about as well and making a change definitely yeah. and and just being I guess the uh from the customer aspect I've got some of your products I've bought it you know mm -hmm. a beautiful big crystal that I showed in one of the stories um not yep. too long ago but I've bought some of the aroma um the aroma blends um with the crystals yes. you know infused yes and I just put some I I've got the communicate one on now oh yes yeah. it's perfect fitting. Mm. Oh. It's so, it's just perfect. And I'm like, mm, smelling my wrists there where I've popped the, the beautiful blend. Um, yes. 
And, you know, in that blend, there's the beautiful soda light. And I've also got a little soda light near me as well, which is really great yes. for communication. So I love it, when you're talking is. about that coupling of, of mm. the crystals and the aromatherapy because oh, it so resonates with me. And I think it's just beautiful what your business is, is based around and sharing that with others um, yeah, to help along yeah. their life's journey. Absolutely. Um, I mean, essential oils are, are such a beautiful natural element to bring in as well. So if you're working with crystals, you're sort of harnessing the power of nature. So essential oils is a natural progression and add on when you're in this sort of space of ritual and self-development as well. It's really, um, really quite extraordinary. The, the quick changes you can see if you really create a ritual that's powerful um, and, and you repeat it, of course, it's got to be repetitive to have the most impact as well. Yeah, that's true. Not just a, a one-off. Yeah. I mean, a one-off might have lovely little benefits there, but this sort yes. of rep repetition of a ritual um, really helps mm -hmm. one get into that, um, I guess, that that mode of, of self-nurturing, self-honouring, utilising yeah. these differing tools, such as the yeah. ones that you offer. That's right. I mean, what we're actually doing is reprogramming our minds and the way that we react and the way that we feel in certain moments. So... By using um, crystals and cleansing tools and aromatherapy and creating a really powerful ritual that has um, elements that triggers all the senses, what we're actually able to do is start to um, shift our own mindset um, and start to operate um, in, a, in a different way. So if, we're, if you're someone that uh, struggles with um, anxiety, by incorporating your sense of smell, your sense of touch with crystals, um, positive affirmations and a whole bunch of other different elements into a ritual, you can start to stop that anxiety and those um, fight or flight senses from taking over you completely um, and start to create a new memory and a new way of reacting by using a ritual. So, um, I mean, our, our sense of smell is the quickest way to trigger a memory um, and memories they're there because they started at some point, right? So one, one moment back in time, there was a really powerful experience that we've had, um, a really intense emotional state that we've been in, and that's triggered a new memory, which, and there's quite often there's a smell associated to that memory. Um, and so we go back to our childhood quite often when we smell certain things. Um, but we're well within um, our own abilities to start a new memory at any time and start a new trigger with our sense of smell. So for us, incorporating sense of smell into using crystals and creating rituals with crystals, it adds this extra level of intensity and something that you can trigger at any time in the future. So if you have a ritual that's really powerful for you that you're doing every morning or, or any time you're feeling the need for that calming moment, um, it might even be 12 months later that you pick up that crystal, you pick up that oil and you're triggered back to that moment that you've created in that ritual. Um, and you can have that amazing, calm, serene moment at any time. So the power of ritual is truly extraordinary. And um, I've done a lot of research into rituals in professionals and athletes and performers. And um, it's, yeah, it's, 
it, it always generates better results for somebody as well, even in just their performance. So how interesting, how very interesting, yeah. especially sort of, I mean, not to say that the, the research is the be all end all, but it is fascinating when some of these research studies are conducted and you're seeing yeah. these differences. So Stacey, if we're talking rituals, what's a really simple ritual that someone can start with? Um, you know, if they, maybe they've got a crystal or two, or they've, they've got a couple of essential oils or where do you think is a good start maybe for someone who really doesn't have much of a ritual but is looking to dip their toes in starting yeah. a little ritual for themselves just for you know self-nurturing for example yeah um I mean I'm a, a, a mother and a business owner and a busy person so when I'm um, helping a client now create a ritual it's got to be convenient um, and it's got to feel good if you're forcing something into your life that's not fitting in or it's becoming a chore, then you're going to sort of lose that enthusiasm for it as well. So first thing is when, what part of the day do you actually have some alone time um, or some peace and quiet? Like when, when is that block of time in your day? For a lot of people, it's the morning, um, depending on how little your kids are or how early the house wakes up for the day. Um, it might actually be bedtime or at the end of the day. Um, or that period before school pickup where you've got that me time as well. So find a time where you've got time, um, that's first. Um, and depending on what you want to work on will depend on what crystals and oils and different products you bring into your ritual. Um, but I'm always an advocate for following your own intuition and going with what you're attracted to and going with a crystal or a scent that just resonates with you. Um, I mean, you can always research and research. I think we both know how much research you can oh, do yeah. into crystals oh, yeah. and go down a rabbit hole. So mm -hmm. um, find a crystal that you're attracted to, find a scent um, of any sort that you're resonating with. And the, the, the simplest and easiest um, method is to simply find a quiet space feel comfortable, hold your crystal, be focused on your intention, whatever your intention is, whether it's to be more calm, to evoke more self-love, to, um, to manifest more joy and happiness, whatever it might be, and do some really simple breath work or breathing exercises. Um, or, you know, if you're able to meditate, any sort of form of calm, breathing, grounding exercise that'll really help you reconnect with yourself and your body be more mindful and be more in the moment and um, sit with the with the crystal in your intention so it can be a couple of minutes if that's all you've got it can be a nice beautiful lengthy ritual that goes for half an hour or your um, um, I try and have a, a, an hour of power every morning which is like goddess hour um, I love it but you know it doesn't goddess always hour. happen sometimes 20 minutes so it's um yeah whenever you can find time take that time and and own that time and feel as grounded and calm as you can beautiful simple 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 like that's so mm -hmm. what you've explained there Stacey is yeah. so doable and and it doesn't have to be any pressure in that it needs to be the hour of power it can yeah. even be like you said the 20 minutes the five minutes whatever you can find and then I, it you know right. any little bit of time that you can sort of a lot to yourself in reconnecting and sort of engaging yeah. in this type of very simple ritual 
yeah. um, can be very powerful, can't it? It can. And look, I um, quite often the only alone time I get is in the car as well. And so that is a really precious time. If you're commuting to work and spending a lot of time dropping off and picking up and running around, sometimes that five minutes is you're going to be sitting in your car and it's, you know, it's quiet and it's personal and it's comfortable. And if that's the five minutes that you have, work with it, use it. You don't have to be on a beautiful Moroccan cushion, you know, by an open window. Um, it, can, it can be any setting that's convenient. And so um, that's the hurdle I like people to get over is the expectation of what mindfulness and spirituality looks like. It can take any form that is reflected of you and your life and your surroundings and what's available to you as well. So it's, um, it's for everyone. I love that. I love that. Um, you know, you can be sitting in the car for five minutes or on the train, really yes. utilizing that time wherever you are and yeah, pushing aside expectation or what you think it looks like to be, yeah. to be engaging in a, in a mindful ritual, pushing that aside and going with what you have around you at the time and what is resonating and going, this is what's working. This is what's feeling good for me, or this yeah. is where I can do it. So I'm going to be doing it. And I love that. I yeah. love the fact that you say it can just be anywhere at any time as to whatever's resonating with someone. Absolutely. Yeah, I think we all have expectations um, on how on how things look sometimes and just to step away and just work with what you've got it's really important it takes those barriers away that we definitely. put up sometimes gosh mm. yeah 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 definitely and and it really helps us to tune in with ourselves as well of course by engaging in the ritual or that time be it five minutes or 20 minutes but even just allowing yourself that freedom to choose where you want to engage in that ritual without the I need to be sitting on a beautiful Moroccan uh, cushion with the window open and the birds chirping. You're empowering yourself and saying, well, this is what I can manage. And, you know, that self-empowerment is just so beautiful and very powerful, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, when you're coupling all these rituals and really connecting with yourself. And sometimes, yeah, we can get caught up with mainstream pictures you know in the in the media social media as to how you know things should look or feel Uh, but it doesn't have to be like that it can be extra simple extra doable now Stacey I really want to pick your brain a little bit so we talked rituals but you know I know crystals are your jam and being Mm -hmm. a homologist I want to talk a little bit about how they're formed because that's sort of the science aspect it's actually uh, when I think and read about it it, it does blow my mind that we are my hold, mind <laughs> it, right it's it's quite amazing yeah. how we can hold a crystal and it can be millions of years old and some of your crystal classes I know you've talked about oh all sorts of crystals and how old they are and I'm like oh my god that totally blows my mind like when the dinosaurs yeah. are around that that really yeah, blows my mind yeah. right Yes, so yes. perhaps we could just touch on crystals and their formation. Yeah, yeah, sure. Well, um, crystals are like they're classified as minerals. So if you hear someone calling a, your crystal a rock, that's it's not true. They're, they're classified as minerals. So they have a, a chemical composition. So right down to the atomic structure, they've got elements from the periodic table coming together, chromium, oxygen, um, uh, iron, vanadium, all those different elements are make up their, their internal atomic structure and they have a chemical composition. 
So a piece of quartz from Australia or a piece of quartz from Brazil, it's going to have the same chemical composition, silicon dioxide, no matter where it is. So they have a very um, consistent uh, internal makeup. Um, they form in such a huge variety of um, different geological environments, um, whether that's uh, an igneous environment, which relates to directly from um, volcanic um, action or metamorphic environment where we've got tectonic plates shifting and creating large scale heat and pressure over time um, and other environments which are called sedimentary environments where we've got um, like a precipitation of minerals sometimes in liquid form sort of traveling down under the earth into hollow cavities and crevices so when we see a, um, a cave with stalactites and stalagmites we've got this sort of sedimentary environment with um, minerals coming into the space. Um, and then our, our favourite minerals like uh, topaz and aquamarine and tourmaline, they form in these igneous environments that start off with these pockets of hot molten magma under the earth and slowly, slowly, all the little um, uh, elements, the atoms are, are starting to find each other as the solution's cooling down and they're starting to create their bonds. So certain atoms are attracted to one another because of their um, uh, the amount of electrons in their outer shells, but they're, they're connected to one another and that's how they start to link up and find each other and start to crystallize and, and form, form crystals. So um, there's lots of different environments that they form in and um, it's, you start to look at crystals in a different way once you understand what's happening right down on an atomic level. Um, and for me, it's really helped me understand just the universe and life as a whole, because everything sort of operates on this sort of similar system of rules. So um, it's, yeah, understanding the smallest things helps you understand the biggest things as well. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. Fascinating. I, um, I have a crystal Bible here by Judy Hall and I love a little, um, she's sort of put together a, some, uh, you know, I guess a little statement and I'll just read it out and then I want to get some of your thoughts on it. Crystals yep. are the earth's DNA, a chemical imprint for evolution. They are miniature storehouses containing the records of the development of the earth over millions of years and bear the memory of the powerful forces that shaped it. Isn't yeah. That beautiful. That's, that's beautiful. That's, that's beautiful. I mean, you could say the same about us as humans because we're a product of our own experiences and we're a product of the experiences of our parents and all the ancestry that came before us. So crystals have lived through eons and have experienced the earth through so many different periods of time. Um, and I, you may have tuned into a, um, a crystal class in live sale where I was talking about petrified wood yes. as an example actually I do um, was being petrified or fossilized during the period of the dinosaurs so to, to hold a piece that was in and amongst these huge beasts that roamed our earth it's it's a really beautiful connection that we can have with crystals in that way gosh it is and the energy sort of the energy yeah. coming from that so let's let's talk a little bit about the energy you've talked about yep. you know how crystals form and um when they're obviously naturally occurring and maybe we'll touch on the man-made in, in a moment but the yep. energy that they um emit or that they are able to share with us can you talk a little bit about that yeah well going back to their internal atomic structure being um you know a uh, atoms bonding together. I mean, everything, everything in the universe has a vibration. 
Um, and whether that's on a small scale or a large scale, there's, there's just energy. So everything is made up of matter, it's made up of atoms. So with crystals, they've got a very regular, steady um, energy because they've got uh, an internal atomic structure that's unchanging. Um, and if you have you ever seen a clock that has quartz written on it before? A yeah, clock? I have. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. That's because there's a piece of quartz actually that's yes. being um, placed under pressure. And so quartz and many minerals have a property called piezo or pyroelectric properties, where when it's placed under heat and or pressure, it can start to um, resonate at a certain frequency. So it can create a positive and negative charge at either end of the crystal. So the, the energy and vibrations there um, and wherever changing, um, I mean, our own state of energy is always changing with our emotions, the time of day, the cycle of the moon, um, what we've eaten. There's so many things that affect our energy. Um, and with crystals, it's a very steady, regular, unchanging vibration. So by bringing crystals into our space, by bringing them close to our body, um, we can start to sort of resonate with that energy to sort of help regulate our own energy flow. So that's, that's what's happening with crystals when we're bringing them in. The one question I get asked all the time is like, does it matter how big the crystal is? Um, and this is a question I think I would ask, I would answer about five times a week. And um, the, the best way to explain is if you think of a crystal like a flame, the smaller the flame, the less heat it gives off and the closer it has to be to you before you feel it. Whereas with a big crystal, it's like a big bonfire and it can warm a whole space up. So if you're working with crystals or wanting a crystal for a particular energy or to help with a certain thing, think about how close or how big that flame needs to be for you to connect with it. Oh, I love that. I, I love that analogy and I love that explanation about the size. And when you mentioned yeah. that question, I'm like, oh, that's a, real, that's a really good question. I can see why you'd be getting that question all the time, but I love how you yeah. explain that in terms of size and how close that you wish for the crystal to be near you um, in yeah. terms of, you know, utilising or, or working together with, with the energy that it provides. Mm. Now, yeah. in terms of... Um, you talked about that sort of steady, um, unchangeable energy that crystals provide. There's also mm -hmm. the element of cleansing them as well. Well, certain crystals need more cleansing than others. Some yeah. are self-cleansing, yeah. but many yeah. are not. So maybe a quick, um, you know, some suggestions on for those with crystals. Um, mm -hmm. When should they cleanse and yep. should they do it? So again, I come, everything comes down to what's practical um, and what makes you feel good. It's a very personal experience working with crystals. Um, and so I like to get my clients and customers to have a think about what makes them feel cleansed. Um, a lot of people might go down to the beach and find a dip in the ocean, really refreshing. Water just sort of washes over them and um, makes them feel good. Um, for other people like myself, it's the sun. And so for me, stepping out into the sunshine for a few minutes is a really um, empowering, cleansing, joyful experience for me and makes, actually makes me feel physically and mentally refreshed and cleansed. Um, other days it's sage, other days it's the moon. So um, I, there are a lot of rules out there and I don't really like mm. uh, rules in this space. I think mm. that it needs to be really intuitive 
and we you're going to get the best experience and results out of something that just resonates and feels good so even though there might be suggestions to cleanse this crystal under the sun and this crystal under the moon or this crystal in the earth whatever it might be um, go with what's practical go with what feels good for you so for me and um, I don't want to say I'm lazy, but I like things that are convenient and very productive Me because too. I'm always short on time. So I like to take my crystals out into the sunshine and let that let let the um, the wavelengths of light penetrate through the crystal, warm the crystal up, and then I get the same feeling as well. So when I bring the crystals back inside, once they're a little bit warm, I feel like we're both sort of refreshed and ready to go. Um, there's different methods, you know, burning sage, which is an amazing cleansing and ritual tool as well. I, I, I can't speak more highly of using sage and Palo Santo um, for rituals. Um, but the when and how often, again, um, it's, it's a personal choice. Working with the moon phases is a really powerful um, way of implementing a routine and a ritual throughout the month or throughout a cycle. Um, and can help keep you um, on track of your goals or your rituals or remembering to even cleanse and charge your crystals. Um, it might be every day. It might be once a week. I don't, and again, it needs to just be something that works for you in your own schedules. And I think that's the most important thing because there's nothing worse. And I got into this a while ago where it was the full moon and I was panicking, you know, I'm on the couch and relaxed and thinking, oh, you know, I'm going to miss the full moon. What's going to happen? It's like, that's okay I'll go out in the sunshine tomorrow it's fine there's other ways to to cleanse so um don't be hard on yourself it's yeah. meant to be fun it's not it meant is to be meant stressed. to be fun yeah I love that I love when you said oh you know you were worried about getting them out into the moonlight and sometimes I do that I'm like oh I've got so many scattered around I'm gonna pop them yeah. all in a basket and get them out and sometimes I just don't get to do that but uh, I I do cleanse mine intuitively Yes. Um, you know, before working with them after or when I'm, you know, sort of setting an intention before and then thereafter. But I, yes. I like it. It doesn't, again, it doesn't have to be overly complicated. Let's no. sort of push those rules aside. I'm not a big fan of rules and I'm very much yes. a big fan of intuitive working. So really tapping in going, yeah, maybe that crystal does need a cleanse in this way because I can manage it this way. Right. Yeah, it it's is. Right. in charge, you know, like you... Um you set your own rules and do what works for you. And um, it's, it's really empowering to, to just make decisions for yourself on, on any level um, with what feels right for you and what's aligned with your own values and your own feeling at the time. So, um, yeah. And not every crystal, you know, I mean, you can imagine the amount of crystals I have in my home. I um, and probably 80% of them I have because I collecting them because they look beautiful um not you know i'm interested in the obviously the energetic properties but i don't have all of my crystals for a particular reason um, i have a small collection of crystals that i work with for my rituals and they're the crystals that i cleanse and charge and and use for rituals the others they're happy just sitting on the shelf um and looking beautiful, beautiful and that makes me feel good and you know that's that that's fine too yeah, that's that's so great. And and it, it is important to inform yourself. So if you're interested in sort of this sort of ritual and crystal area, you know, get this some information, 
for example, this you know podcast episode, um, you know some the crystal classes that you offer, Stacey. So there's nothing wrong with informing yourself, but there. Right. But what I love is then bring that information and sort of go, well, that sort of resonates and that doesn't at this time, and then that then yeah. that way you're empowering yourself that you're not following a whole lot of rules. It's all about, like you said, it's the fun, it's the feeling, it's the good feeling. So do what feels right with all this stuff because that's the whole point of it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I was just going to sort of bring it back to another topic, but when we're cooking, you know, we have a recipe, but ultimately we can swap and change and add a bit of this and add a bit of that and take this out. And I don't like that. Definitely. So, you know, the, the recipes are there. The, the core information is there because it's there. And then you make it your own. You make it a flavour that you like the taste of and that's how you have to think about a ritual yes yes i, I yeah. like that i like that you're sort of you know that analogy of cooking i'm a very food, i'm very big <laughs> in cooking and i don't follow recipes very well at all i love no. food but love i love that creative touch that intuitive going yeah a little bit of this a little bit of that i haven't got that don't stress about it this that and sometimes we yeah. can get caught up with the recipe and following it so so carefully and I have clients that do that which is okay sometimes you need to follow a recipe like you do a ritual yes yeah but over time feel that you know that you have that freedom and and that's the point of just having yeah fun and freedom with it all um so it does resonate and you continue to engage in whatever activity if we're talking about the cooking um yes. or we're talking about rituals with your crystals and your aromatherapy meditation sort of mindful sort of activities that you're doing yeah. stuff that resonates that sort of comes down to because the sustainability of these activities that are uh, self-nurturing and and very much looking after our health and wellness they, they yeah. that, that's very important sustainability and viability right Stacey yeah yeah absolutely if you put yourself under pressure to essentially perform something that's then becoming a task then becoming unenjoyable if you're not looking forward to it change it Love that. that's that that's just a really a great rule to live by if you're not enjoying something change it because life's too short to be not enjoying what you're doing to some degree and, and getting the benefits out of it too yeah well said now Stacey yeah. what can you tell um, the listeners of this podcast and myself a little bit about what you offer in terms of your classes the products that you're selling on your beautiful store Luna so yes. if you talk a little bit about that and where uh, listeners can find you. Okay, great. So we, um, well, we sell, uh, we've got a, an online store. You can buy our ritual kits, which are either with a roller and a crystal or a mist and a crystal or just crystals. Um, and we have, you know, various cleansing tools online. We have a online um, Instagram live crystal class and live sale every Friday night at 7.30. For me, this is an absolute joy because I get to talk all about the scientific aspect of the crystals that we have on the evening and they're all for sale as well. So you're not just seeing a piece and purchasing it. You're able to understand how it's formed, what the features are, how it gets its colour. So that's an absolute treat for us. It happens every Friday night. Anyone can join. You can pop in and out five minutes here or you can sit and watch the whole thing from your couch at home completely it's up to so you amazing i've been in a couple of your classes and i love when you talk about the um oh let's be a little bit cheeky but the cleavage <laughs> i yes, learned about yes. crystal cleavage <laughs> i'm like what is oh <laughs> yeah, I, know. So I know my crystal here has quite a bit but anyhow 
So yes, yes. yes. okay, so Elf they're fantastic. Has, has perfect rhombohedral cleavage, if you want to hear <laughs> um, And I teach a crystallography short course at the Gemological Association of Australia, where I'm the vice president here in Victoria. And um, I also am running a, uh, a crystal ritual course, which has yet to be um, announced officially, but Ooh, I will exciting. be releasing that in the next couple of weeks. And that's oh. going to be a six-week crystal and ritual course with me. Uh, it's going to be a very small and intimate group. So um, I've got a lot of projects coming up and some more workshops as well, which will be held virtually and in person here at our headquarters in Melbourne. So there's lots wow. of great opportunities coming up, whether it's the science, the ritual aspect or a combination of the two, which for me is where I find all the good stuff happens when you combine the knowledge with the doing and the understanding. So some really exciting things coming up. Oh, my. Yes, definitely. So keep an eye on your Instagram account. Is that yeah. right? That's where all the information yeah. and the website as well, your beautiful website. Yeah. And I'll pop those details in the show notes um, so Thank listeners you. can sort of make their way to your page and your website very easily. And just to finish up, wow, what about Christmas is not too far away and we get caught up with all the gifting and the giving and stuff like that. But, you know, crystals that are sourced ethically and that's what your business is all about ethically sourcing yeah. and, and and yeah. you know not necessarily you know I know your business doesn't really there's a man-made element or crystals mm -hmm. that are out there but yours is is all about that ethical sourcing the you know um, yeah. basically they're all natural um, formed right. within the earth and uh, and you can really detail if anyone has questions about that I know you very much make yeah. it your thing to be able to talk to customers about what they're purchasing and and you know the origins of the crystal etc etc so you know yeah. crystals feel like just a beautiful you could definitely make them a beautiful gift couldn't you for for loved ones yeah. just a little special touch really thoughtful and um I know for friends of mine when I've given a crystal you know it's like five years later they're still cherishing that crystal um mm -hmm. it doesn't you know go out of date it only becomes more significant and more personal um and yeah it's just a really thoughtful gift and obviously buying something that's natural and not lab grown or treated or what have you as well. It always makes it a nice gift, especially, I mean, for so many different things, weddings, bereavement gifts, um, anniversary gifts. They're just, they're really thoughtful um, and beautiful objects of the earth. So oh, they are. And sometimes mm. we get caught up with everyday lives. We don't necessarily go out and purchase our own. So it is it is beautiful to yeah. receive those little goodness from the earth that has all this beautiful energy in it that we can tap into um, yeah. once we learn a little bit about it or we'll just sit there with it and, you know, sort of connecting with with the crystal. But, um, no, but I, yeah. Some of my favourite crystals were gifts. They're not things that I've bought for myself. Interesting. And they're not necessarily, you know, extremely high grade or rare stones but it's the connection with that person and the memory of that joy and that gratitude at the time of receiving it that has helped me become connected to it as well so Beautiful. it can be simple it can be a very simple crystal it doesn't need to be a huge amethyst cave welcomed gift always gosh yes please Anyhow, it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be of that sort. But again, simplicity. It's all about the simplicity and that connection and really tapping into your own, you know, your own self with these particular rituals that we've talked about today. So thank you so much, Stacey, for your wisdom and your time. 
It's been absolutely fabulous um, talking you. to you more about these, these, these elements um, that we can certain, certainly utilise in our everyday lives in really simple ways. That's been, a, you know, very much the word of this episode, simple and simplicity. Um, yeah. But thank you so much. It's been amazing. Thank you, Sarah. Thanks for having me. And I look forward to doing this again one day. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Bye, everyone. Thanks, everyone. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you have any questions or comments, please connect with me on Instagram at Food Spirit Wellness. Also, if you feel guided, I would be so appreciative if you could rate the podcast and share it with others you feel may enjoy it or benefit from it. And this way, the podcast can reach more and more people. Until next time, be sure to nourish your mind, body and soul.